0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin and I'm really honored to be speaking with Simon Thomas, who is co-founder of Skyrock Projects, which is a creative technology academy in Tianmu, north of Taipei City. Simon has been in Taiwan for five and a half years. Well, hi, Simon.
1: Hello, Shirley. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, and um, can you tell my listeners where you're from?
1: I'm from the UK, specifically a city called Swansea in uh, in Wales, the South of Wales.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna, you know, get to why you're here in Taiwan and everything. But uh, but even before that, we're gonna have you start telling a story that has made an impact on you.
1: Thinking of a specific story is. Difficult, But I think um, one of the things that's had the biggest impact on me recently is just what's been spread out over the last uh, three to four years. Um, I think when you reach your late 20s, um, that's when you really kind of t- grow into um, adult life. And, and these are the things that are most fresh in your head. Um, so recently I've been doing a lot of traveling around Taiwan. Um, It was specifically connected to the tea industry. Um, And I think it's obligatory for anyone that comes to Taiwan, especially those to study Chinese, to get deeply into tea, do some traveling, visit the tea fields. Um, Not necessarily. (laughs) uh, Yeah, not necessarily. (laughs) But it'll be good. (laughs) Yeah, if you want the full cultural experience, especially when you're writing those characters and you're having early mornings, late nights, uh, preparing for your tests then uh, it's, it's just something that happens. So I've had a lot of fun going around all the um, tea plantations and just jumping on a motorbike, visiting some mountains, and I've just been blown away by um, how friendly the, the Taiwanese people have been. They're forcing food down you. Every time <laughs> I go, I'm handed baskets of fruit and I try to tell them, but I'm riding a motorbike. They say, I don't care, take it. <laughs> Take it. Stuff are in your bag. Um, they're always happy to have you stay overnight, um, and just it. But also, I've really noticed the sense of humor of the Taiwanese people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when I first arrived in Taiwan, that's something I just couldn't engage with. When you don't speak the language, it's, it's really really hard to get to know the culture and enjoy your time time in the country. But um, yeah, the, the Taiwanese, the uh, those living in the mountains, Shangshanren, uh, they they they've been really wicked. Especially the older ladies, the tea picking ladies. <laughs> Whenever they see me they, with the the tea makers, they always make fun of them, saying that they've gone international, global businessmen. They need to pay them more money now. Making jokes about wishing they'd uh, put makeup on <laughs> if, I, if they knew uh, I was coming. Um, an international person was coming. They put the makeup on. I believe there's a there's like an idiom or an expression in Taiwanese something about something about the traffic light. Um, if I'd have known you were coming, no, I would I don't. have turned on the red light or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I believe so. And uh, They think uh, it's
0: rude not to have makeup on when they're expecting a guest?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. I think they're just really te- they're teasing the tea maker. And it worked because, you know, the tea maker went really red. It was like he was wearing makeup, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that I guess that's reflecting upon the last couple of years. Um, mm. A lot of the most profound memories I have of, of just been exploring Taiwan and meeting the people. It's been great.
0: If it weren't for the fact that you like tea, all this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> because if you're liking tea, getting around the island and meeting all these tea makers and befriending them, and I'm sure that you, you're going to continue to be like long-time friends from now on right absolutely
1: but um i think i like tea but um it was the exploration um then going around and meeting the people and visiting the tea plantations and seeing how tea is made like really um seeing some some beautiful landscapes and vistas i think that's something that makes you like tea even more so my my passion for tea and enthusiasm for, for tea culture I think it's a result of meeting all those people, rather than me meeting those people because of my passion for tea. Mm. To begin with, I was just curious, and I preferred tea to coffee, <laughs> so I wanted to buy some good tea for a good price. That's how it all started. What was your childhood like? Fun, yeah, very how so? fun. Um, from the countryside, so oh, it's very the safe. Yeah. Go outside and play from a very young age, and every day the parents are almost taking her in turns to go out and scream at the kids to make because you know they didn't come home for for their afternoon tea or or for an early dinner (laughs) screaming to get home because it's dark they have to go to bed get ready for school the next day and I have a really large family I have four brothers and sisters one older brother two older sisters and I have a twin brother too wow so um it was chaos big family a very big family
0: what's the advantage of uh, being in a big family like that
1: Uh, I think you have brothers and sisters that have, you can see the experiences that they're having firsthand and all of the fun that they're having and you just cannot wait to grow up so you can do that too. (laughs) And I think you have all these uh, conversations with them about things that are happening in their life. You get to develop so much emotional intelligence from just being around them Mm. and seeing how they live, picking up their habits and just wanting to be like them. I I think that's absolutely something.
0: So what did you grow up with, uh, cars or teddy bears or (laughs) um, dinosaurs? Neither. I was big into sports, and I just wanted to be outside all
1: the time. Okay. So playing football, playing rugby. Rugby is a huge sport in Wales. So football on a Saturday, rugby on a Sunday. I would be on my bicycle um, just going outside and going on long bicycle rides, um, playing around in the nature, making tree houses. That, yeah. This, this is what my childhood was like, yeah. So, you guys made your own. Actually, that was with my buddies. Um uh, oh, okay. So there's quite a large age gap between me and my brothers and sisters, apart uh, from my twin brother, of course. Right. Um, so when they were out being teenagers, um, just kind of being grumpy teenagers not wanting to do anything fun um yeah i was out with my friends
0: and then what did you study
1: i studied engineering yeah so how did that come by civil engineering um i mean
0: were you like really into technology or machinery i don't
1: know i love to build
0: stuff you love to build stuff. I really
1: like to build stuff, yeah. What have so. you built? Do you
0: remember the very first thing you built? Um, uh, could have been with Legos, Lego yeah, brakes? <laughs>
1: Legos, uh, connects. get it slightly more mechanical. I remember building a go-kart. You uh, built
0: a go-kart that an actual human like you could fit into?
1: Yes, yes. And it, it moved. moved. How old it were w- you when you did no, that? No engine, no. No engine, No yeah, but... engine, so you go on top of a hill and then you jump in it oh, and then oh, you go oh, down okay. and then you crash into something.
0: Right. Yes. How old were you then when you built that go-kart?
1: Around nine or ten. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin.
0: What brought you to Taiwan? Work work
1: uh, yeah after i graduated as an engineer in the uk i only lasted a few months in that job before i decided i want to do something different so uh, i became a math teacher i was teaching in the uk and then taipei european school uh, okay. were doing a round of interviews in london for some of the positions they had available here and a friend of mine who's also here right now he put me in touch and then i got the interview and i got the job so i came over to taiwan to teach uh, maths and economics at Taipei European school the high school wow
0: mm. wow
1: yeah it was great very very lucky the UK very. at the time was going through a recession thanks to the financial crisis um I'd lived in Asia for a year study abroad in Hong Kong oh you did to this year um and I just I traveled quite a bit around Asia and I loved it so when I got the job offer I was ecstatic
0: So how did you choose Asia in the first place? I mean, when you think about, you know, going abroad and venture out and try to experience a different country, you chose Asia. Why?
1: I had the choice to study abroad in the U.S. or um, I could go to Hong Kong or Singapore. And uh, it was the skyscrapers of Hong Kong initially, which, which caught my attention. Uh, yes, yes. I think when you become a civil engineer, unfortunately, a lot of the time, the work is to do with railways or motorways. But you really dream about building bridges and skyscrapers. So Hong Kong really got my attention.
0: And so that's where you stayed for a year.
1: Yeah, and I used Hong Kong then as a base to travel a little bit around right. uh, China, Southeast but what Asia. What were
0: you doing for that one year in Hong Kong, though? Studying. Oh, studying. Yeah, it was my okay. study abroad year. Oh, okay in what
1: civil and structural engineering after i started my first job as an engineer i realized it wasn't really a good fit something that i learned while i was studying it actually so then i did my teacher training so i went to the university of bristol to do my postgraduate studies in education um and then uh, started teaching and, and and thought it was great a lot of fun get to meet so many new people um and i think it's something i think all adults could benefit from if they really understood how people learn what motivates them to learn and just you learn so much about human behavior and psychology and and emotional intelligence when you really decide what's the best way to teach somebody something
0: but then you now you kind of back to engineering part right sort of now I'm combining them both. Combining them both, right, yeah, good. Yeah,
1: now I'm combining them both, okay. education and uh, technology. technology.
0: Okay, we're going to get to that about what exactly you're doing right now. You said something about emotional...
1: Emotional intelligence.
0: Intelligence. Yes. What is that?
1: I think we usually refer to as EQ. Uh, so you have okay. IQ, uh, which is just raw intelligence. Um, then you have EQ, emotional intelligence, and... SQ as well, social intelligence, how uh. do people interact in groups, etc. So yeah, emotional intelligence, I think for the most part is trying to read the person that's in front of you and trying to think when, when's the right time to say the right thing and just try to read, read the signs and figure out what's the, the best way to behave to get the job done.
0: Interesting. So after Hong Kong, where did you go then?
1: After Hong Kong, I went back to the UK to finish my studies. And then that's when I continued my studies in education. I worked for a year there um, in Bristol. And then I got the invitation to come to Taiwan. Right. So I arrived here when I was uh, 24, 25 years old.
0: So you were at the European school teaching for a while?
1: Two years. And then? And then I went to study some Chinese for six months and did some traveling around Taiwan. Um, and then I wanted to start my first creative project. Uh, what that meant for me was a small business uh, so I just took my passion for tea and all the, the people that I'd met and all the photography that some friends and I had taken from our trips and uh, just started a, a small company selling just some premium Taiwanese tea to mm. customers in in the US and the rest of the world by building a small website and then
0: now you're into sky rock projects How did that come about?
1: So that came about because my passion for education has has never really gone away. And I have some some friends and I, we have a lot of experience in education. Um, And after having, um, tasting a little bit of success um, with the tea company, uh, what it means to, to start a business, that was really
0: your very first entrepreneurship, right?
1: Yes, it was. Good. Yes, it okay. was. It was a nice, easy introduction to entrepreneurship, a fun one. And that company is, is, is going quite strong. I have some team members who are really doing a good job um, growing that company. So that's really nice. And some friends uh, wanted some support launching Skyrock Projects.
0: You might want to explain what that is in so, your
1: own words. <laughs> uh, so Skyrock Project is a creative technology academy. So... There's a huge movement happening in the U.S. right now called STEAM. So it's interdisciplinary learning where you learn science, technology, engineering, art, and maths, all at the same time in a real-life project. okay. You do a project, so... STEAM, S-T-E-A-M. Mm. Um, it's, it's an acronym for those five things. Um, and I think it's really important. Their education uh, is related to the real world as much as problem. It's interdisciplinary because in the real world, everything is messy. Nothing is just stuck within its own domain. So I think that's really important. And I also think the sooner students become acquainted with technology, the better equipped they will be to prepare for the jobs of the future. So Mm -hmm. when we combine all of the technologies and then we combine interdisciplinary learning and then we make sure that the art, the meaning, the purpose and the beauty in all of the things that happen in life is never forgotten. That's what we try to do. We do some really fun projects involving technology, reality-based problems and always make sure that the art is present within it too.
0: Make sure you join me next week as Simon Thomas expands on what Sky Rock projects are for kids. Boy, do Taiwanese kids really need that. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin.